Hey guys, welcome back to Lesbian Honest. I'm Ash. I'm here with my, my oh wow. I'm here with my amazing wife Kirst. What's up, guys? <laughs> my part's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it is. No kidding. <laughs> I think that explains the kind of week we're having right there. <laughs> what did I say earlier this week already wrong? What word did I say? Oh, pecans. Is I it... need to know, you guys. This is. This, is this a question starts our I holiday have... nothing fight. Yeah, here's the holiday nothing fight of our year. <laughs> Ash is talking to people coming over for Thanksgiving dinner about what we're having or what we're making and what they're making. And she's like, we, you know, we're going to get the pecan pie. She keeps saying it from across the kitchen and I'm just sitting there like... Kirsten comes from the living room and she's like, why are you saying it like that? <laughs> and I literally like, I flinched and was like... Pecan? And she was like, yes, it's pecan. And I was like, pecan, pecan. And then she hits me like two minutes later and she's like, yeah, so we're going to get the pecan pie. And I looked at her and I was like, she said it wrong this time to me. Pan clocks? Pan clocks. Like literally, like she literally just like reversed it on me. And I was like, pecan, no, pecan, Pecan. We're in the Midwest, okay? Bring back my st stutter. Yeah, Thanks a lot. I'm sorry for putting you on the spot like that. Mm. But we are, we're, we did not make a pecan pie this year. We're totally the, like, we bought that shit. Oh, let me tell you what happened, though, really fast. So, <laughs> we're going to talk about the holidays. I just want to start off by saying, don't go to Costco two days before Thanksgiving, if you, if you can okay. not. Okay, time out, though. Kirsten's like, yeah, I have a test on Wednesday and then I'll go to the store. Are you glad I told you to go to the store beforehand? Oh, yeah. I mean, I also took three kids by myself, though. Correct. So but I would you have been, been taking three kids by yourself. No, I wasn't. I wouldn't have. Oh, you would have stopped on your way home? Uh-huh. Mm. You kind of ruined that for me, though. <laughs> but anyways, so we pull in, me and my... The Stang Gang pull into <sighs> Coscus and... The parking lot, I couldn't find a parking spot, and that's the first time for me um, out here. People were parking in the Panda Express parking lot across the parking lot and walking, which so, is insanity. Um, we brave half of America like, like, to get this pecan pie. I told the kids, I was like, we had to fight off literally half the population of the U.S. for this pie. And my son decides he's going to load the back of the car today for our groceries. Like, we kind of... We're in this weird phase with our kids that they all want to help tremendously. Like, every one of them wants to be helpful. And when they're, they can't be helpful because someone else is being helpful, it causes a fight. Well, they're so, impeding on each other's helpfulness. Yes. Uh, God forbid. And, you know, I can't complain, but at the same time, we have a three-year-old. And so she can only be so helpful. You know what I mean? So his role was to hold the list at the store but he forgot the pencil. And then I told him, well, if we forget something, it's your fault. And he literally froze in the middle of the aisle and looked at me and was like, what? And I was like, well, you wanted to do the list. You're the list man today. So how are you going to mark off what we need? And, you know, he goes, oh, I don't know if I want to hold the list now. And I was like, nope, you've already committed to it. It'll be fine. There was like seven things on the list. I was like, it could have been worse, bro. So we go to Costco and we find a parking spot. We truck all the way inside. Um, Sawyer's job is to hold the Costco card for the nice lady at the front. And Penny has been really good about telling us who's nice and who's not now out in public. She tells me, that lady was nice. And I was <laughs> like, yes, yeah, she was. She smelled and she clicked her clicker. And we walk in. We go all the way to the pies, get the pie. And the checkout line is all the way through the store, essentially, to, like, the refrigeration department. Which means it's literally from the front of the store all the way to the back. Pretty of the much store. to the back of the store. And my son cannot get over this. He is. He also has a thing where, like, we go into a store and suddenly, like, he is, like, a figure skater <laughs> and has to, like, spin around a whole bunch of times. Like, this is the kid that, like, he loves to and get, like, a sounds. tube at the pool mm -hmm. and just spin and 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 spin. Yeah. And then he stops and he's like, ha ha. But the kid can't watch a TV show for two minutes with his glasses off or he gets motion sickness. Like, yeah. I, and he, he does, he makes sounds, but I make sounds too. We've had that conversation. Like, yes. Every night. I just have to open my front door and be like, ha ha. Shut and then up. just shut the door. Like, just a little bit. I just have to let what's all 
inside from the day, just like gotta let it out. Just get let it, it out before it, I go to bed. Get it out. Get it out. But so <laughs> he's telling the cashier by the time we get to him about the line and how atrocious the line was. It was just insanity to him, just blown away. And I tell the cashier, you know, I'm sorry. He's just real stressed about this right now. Like our first time at Disney is going to be this year and I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And the cashier's like, oh my gosh, you're going to Disney? And I was like, we are. And he goes, who's been? And I say, no, they haven't, but I have. And he goes, Disney's my favorite place in the whole world. You're just going to have a magical time. And he's just so happy. So I brought (laughs) some light to the cashier about Disney, but my son just could not get over it. So we did all of that for this pie. And is it the amazing guy with the long curly hair? Yes. Oh my God. I love him. It was. He was amazing. He is fantastic. And I love his makeup. His makeup is amazing. His makeup is fantastic. And he is so kind and sweet. Yes. He was so jazzed to hear. Shout out to the Costco guy. Yes. Love you. Um, so I let him load the pie into the back of the car. And there's people waiting on us to get our spot. So I'm trying to load three kids. Two blocks away. Yeah. They're just sitting there staring at us. So I'm trying to load three kids in the car. I'm trying to make sure my son gets in. And he now is shutting himself into the back of our car. Like, he decides he's not going to walk around and get in his seat. He's going to just shut himself into the back. And I'm sure this person watching is just like, oh. It was one of the Dumbo moments. Like yeah. You're... Like my brother. This is a genetic thing. Um, so he shuts himself into the back of the car. I have to find the cart return, which if you parents out there, please tell me you feel me in the way of like stress. The moments of returning the cart while your kids are sitting in the car, it's like your heart doesn't beat the whole time. It's like suddenly like the world is going frozen. to like steal your car yes. or like break into your car. I like Even though you have like, the keys yeah. and it's locked. Your kids are at high risk. Like, magically, your kids are going to be like, hello, stranger, would you like to take me today? Yeah, rolling down the window. (laughs) So I run the cart, which is only on the other side, while this lady's still watching. Which, that's a big, like, no-no at Costco, too. Like, you have to put your cart away. Well, there was no room for anywhere else. Like, it was nuts. But literally, like, it's like... It's like, no, you don't do that. Shame on you. I mean, sometimes when you park in the one... Do they 86 you if you don't put your cart away? No, because there's that, like, one path, you know, the one where we like to park, and there was no parking there. (laughs) And anyways, so we get home. I got the kids lunch at Costco because that's a bribery. And so we are eating lunch on our way home and we get to the house and I open the back to get the groceries out and he put the pie in the Walmart bag on its side, like (laughs) up and down. (laughs) And I'm like, you didn't tell me this. Yes. You'll see the pie tomorrow. Is it all hecked up? Uh, no. Well, the crust is broken on that side. <laughs> I look at him and I was like, son, what does a pie look like? And he's like, it's flat. And I was like, right. Precisely. How so does it stay flat? Why did you put it upright in the bag? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, and he's like, it's not ruined, mom. And I was like, no, it's not. But like, it was just one of those days as a mom mm-hmm. where you're like, you know, it, I have these moments often that I'm like, they're not born with that. Like, they don't know. Yeah, we're teaching them. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that, like, they're just not born with, like, some general basic knowledge. Like, baseline no. stuff. Why no, like, we they? have to teach them all of He hasn't had to make his own pie. Well, I, I just figured you that also he wouldn't how... put the pie you, up upright. You also, I would assume, especially being a lesbian, that you would know how to pack a U-Haul, and you do not. I know how to unpack a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good because at Because I have organized it. Kirsten's like, I just throw it in it's fine. And she's like, okay, we're going to have to come back for another one. I'm like, we could literally fit like an entire room and a half more in here. Let's keep it's going. It's not my fault that you just have this Tetris brain. Okay, we're different. Okay. <laughs> I just don't understand. You just have a Tetris brain. Okay, also, we're different. like, it was just that day with kids. Like, they helped me clean the fridge out because, you know, Thanksgiving, we need room in the fridge. And they decide to put the trash bag on our bar stool. And my daughter goes to dump out food and it just falls all over the floor. And I'm like, just gnarly food everywhere. Like, why Why would you not think to put the bag on the floor? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, <sighs> which cracks me up because like our kids are so helpful. They like, are. They're also super smart. It's just sometimes there's moments where I'm like, y'all aren't born with that knowledge. <laughs> Physics. You birthed them. You didn't teach them that. 
What are you looking at? I wanted some of your tea. Oh. Kirsten always comes ready with tea. Yeah. I'm be I'm starting this new tea thing. Every what is night. that one? It's pepper <laughs> spearmint. Oh, it was spicy. <laughs> it's spearmint. It took my breath away. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's like little so I things guess I too with kids. I don't know. There's kids cease to amaze me in both ends of the spectrum. You know, where they like do something so brilliant, and you're like, oh my gosh, our kid is so smart. And then they do something so stupid, and you're like, how do you not know? But, like, then we had, like, the situation, too. Who was it that shit on the floor recently? Someone shit on the floor? Remember? I sent you a picture. <laughs> Penny. It was Penny. She did. She, like, she was like, I gotta go potty. And she had, like, a little, like, Hershey's kiss that just, like, landed on and the you floor. And you sent me a picture. I did send you a picture. Thanks for that. You know, <laughs> I you believe... Parents? Okay, I believe you though, when you say that. You I know need, that, right? I need... <laughs> I needed evidence. Why? To, I need you to know that there was evidence and proof. Receipts. I would have believed you, well, though. I wouldn't have been like, no, she didn't. I, like, I felt like I just didn't have enough describing words to explain it. I get that. What I was going if through If I could package, you. like, a day sometimes of my children in pictures and audio just to show you, I would. I don't even remember how that went. Like, we're, like she came to me and she was like, Mom, I had to go. I finally went poop. We have, like, pooping problems in our household. But she was like, Mom, I went poop. And I was like, oh, great. She's like, yeah, it came right out. It's on the floor. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Excuse you? <laughs> <laughs> and sure as shit, I went in there and there was a little Hershey kiss just chilling on the floor. And I was like, baby, what happened? She's like, well, I had to go potty and I pulled my pants down and it fell on the floor. And I was like, is it in your panties? Like, so then I had to like check her pants and there was no, it was clean. And then like all parents, I feel like go through that stage too, where it's like they potty trained their kids <laughs> and you get that like, mom, come wipe my butt. Yes. <laughs> You're just like. When is this gonna stage gonna stop? I mean, you know, gonna stop. But at the same time, I think it's important because. So see, we teach them to wipe their ass. So the fact that you have all these other high expectations, (laughs) and we teach them how, like, we've taught them how to wipe their ass. We've also taught them how to use a spoon. I know, and then I just think that they know how to clean the refrigerator, (laughs) or to put a pie in the car. I'm just saying. I just never had would have thought that you'd put a pie like that in a bag. I mean, I feel like he was trying to be resourceful and making sure that it didn't spill. So he was like, if I put it in a bag, it's more secure. And then I can just plop it up on its side and it's not going to slide back and forth. Thankfully, it was a sturdy pie. Apparently. Thank goodness. Got a pecan pie. A sturdy pecan pie. A sturdy pecan pie for tomorrow's... So is it pecan or is it pecan? Pecan. Pecan. No, stop. Guys, we need your help. Yeah, someone needs to resolve this for us. Please, for the love of God. We just need to know. The holidays are among us now. This is when all the, like, among nothing us. fights It's happen. like a person. It's, <laughs> the holidays are among us. Well, I mean, like, let's talk about that, though. Let's talk about the holidays. Like, the holidays have been... So, when I grew up, the holidays were blown up. Like, our house was, like, decorated to the T. How did you like that? I did not. Why? Because I didn't like the job and task of doing it and not doing it right every time. Because there was a vision to be had. I also, like, there were certain things that I liked. Like, we had these little, like, drumming bell guys that I liked. That, like, they, like, we have like They're No, we have them. We have them. But those were, like, cool. Like, I really looked forward to those. Because they were, like, electronic. And they, like, played songs and, like, dinged their bells back and forth around there. And so, like, I liked that. And then my dad had a train that he would set up around the... tree to go around and I liked that and then but like everything else and like it just got to a point where it was like so fucking overwhelming like I it was like somebody had vomited Christmas in our house I mean I think that like as I get older like I used to make fun of my mom I know this is mean but like she wears festive yes she does she wears earrings she wears brooches brooches she wears sweaters and like i always kind of made fun of her for like her harvest sweater and her earth day earth day sweater she's also a teacher so like i should give her a little bit of slack but like now that i'm getting a little bit older i'm like oh like i bought halloween socks this year i think it's slowly starting to happen i know i also bought a halloween shirt it's also generational because your grandma like literally she doesn't let any holiday go by no without like us getting a card or like a gift that she thought of us for 
six months ago for Columbus Day. I know. Like, I mean, she truly, like, she's the most thoughtful person you've ever met in your life. And she celebrates everything. Like, she loves to celebrate things. All of her treasures. All of the treasures. Not the treasures. Not the treasures. (laughs) But I think that, like, I can understand, like, enjoying decorating the house, especially when you have a house that, like, you're proud of. Like, our new house, I love our decorations that we have. And I wish we had more. And eventually, when I have a job, I will buy more. I mean, I'm the... I feel like like you're just a little on the Scroogey side. Am I a Scrooge? I, I mean, you I'm told me I'm not allowed to put the Christmas tree up this year. So <laughs> I didn't say no. I said, are we going to? And I said, yes. And you said, Ugh. I asked, and I didn't say Christmas tree. I said, are we going to like decorate for Christmas this year? Yes. Or no? We have to decorate for Christmas. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to decorate for Christmas, friends. But I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I guess that was Scroogey. Yeah, that's You're right. right. See, do you hear <gasps> yourself? Oh, I need to fix that. Like, I want you to enjoy... I think it's just, I think it's like, I don't want to take that away from the kids, but I also like, don't want my kid, like want our kids to be overwhelmed by the holidays. Like, oh my gosh, like when moms do this, like we always have fun decorating for Halloween. Right. And I want it to be fun to decorate for Christmas and our kids definitely get into it. Like they love to put the lights and the ornaments on the tree. I don't mind decorating the tree. Like I like doing that. I, I think that like, there's just certain triggers for me around the holidays because it like all had to be like perfect. And then it was so like untouchable like the house was like so pristine for the whole month of December that and then like it was also just like so extremely religious and like you know like yeah I don't know like but we get like super into like the magic of Christmas with our kids and like we never did like elf on a shelf with them but like we have other traditions that we do with that like we have a family elf and like you know the kids get letters from him and like, we have a lot of elves that come and visit our household, and, you know, a lot of times the reindeer tend to leave quite a mess for me to clean up later, and... Right, we do, you do. know, like, oh, do, we've, do. we've... You said it not. Nope. But we also, like, we have a, like, secret camera that we've caught Santa on a couple years, you know? Like, we have a lot of, like, really cool things that, like, I enjoy through Christmas, but I... It is definitely a trigger for me in the regards of, like dressing up and having to go to church and having to do this and like the Sunday best feel and like but the Sunday best feel was like me every day in my life because we went like two three four times a week right but Christmas was just like the A game was so ridiculous and it just like well didn't your family play like the actual barn scene of like yeah I don't know just like the Mary, Joseph, like, wasn't one of your siblings Jesus? No. But, like, my my mom played Mary multiple times and, like... Were um, you a wise man? No, I was an angel. Of course you were. <laughs> angel! Um, and we used to have, like, a live, like, nativity set and stuff. Where See, but get, I like, liked all the that. barn stuff. Like, well, yeah, like, but did you participate and put it on? No, no, I just like to go and touch the llamas after. Right. Did you pay attention to the, like, hard work that everybody was putting into to, like, present the story of Jesus? No, I just watched them poop all the way down the aisle. I know, it happened every time. And they even put that stuff down. The plastic wrap Yeah, I don't think tape. they take the animals inside anymore. They don't even have them anymore. Why? Because it's, it's done. How come? I don't know. Okay. The animals are millennials now. Oh, okay. Gen Z's and they don't want to do they it. They could stream it. It's against their... I don't know. I like, They canceled that, apparently. I mean, I don't know. I feel like as a kid it would be fun to, like, go for the kids. But at the same time, like, we go to the petting zoo during, like, the Harvest Festival. Yeah. I think it was more just... I don't have anything against all that stuff. I think it was just, like, exhausting. Like, we had all these practices that lit up. And it was always so stressful. And, like, we did... Like, we have a couple of really fun plays that we did for Christmas. Yeah. Like, I remember one that my mom was one of the main characters in it. And, like, I was super involved in it in a lot of the scenes. And it was a, it was a ton of fun. And you went through... It was essentially, like, um, like the ghost of Christmas. Oh, I like, remember that like, one. Like, sends you through and stuff. Yeah. And you get to, like, see all these different scenes and, like, what could have been... It was a really fun... 
play that we did. And it was completely different than the normal, like, let's do a play with a nativity set. And Mary's pregnant and Joseph has to accept this child of God. And like, are they going to stay together? Are they not going to stay together? And the wise men and the, you know, there's like, like that. It was always that story that they did. And this one that they did was completely different. Right. And it was really fun to be involved with. Like, I actually really enjoyed that one. Right. But a little bit more less or less traditional, I guess. It was way less traditional. It was like a hallmark. Yeah, it was. I remember that. It was one. 100% like a hallmark. It was, and it, it was, and it good was like though. a musical. It was fun. It was cute. Like, yeah. But my mom was so super involved in it. And I was super involved in it. And it consumed a ton of our time for months think, leading like, up to it. You didn't get the time as a family that you wanted during the holidays? Because... Consistently. Okay. So maybe that, like, also. Like, those things took well, away from takes family t- time. Yeah, and it takes a toll on you when it's like, we're going to be late, we can't be late, da da da, da. Or yeah. like, why are you wearing that? Ugh, it's too late now. Like, I mean, it was just like little things like that that just, you'd be like, well, oh my God. Well, especially now like, as an just, adult, like, like, when we're so busy that, like, we actually get a few days off of work. Like, you don't want it to be stressful. No. I think that's, like, also one of the hardest things about the holidays is that, especially if you have broken families, like we do. Yeah. It's busy. Like, we have to go to six different places on Christmas oh if we're going to see everybody. And you and I did that. So once we got together, once you and I got together, the holidays became a fucking shit show. Because we'd always have to split up in the beginning. You'd go with your family. Mm-hmm. And that put a lot of strain on us. Yeah. Because we never spent Christmas Eve together. Nope. For, like, the first, what, four years? Three years? Which is funny because the service she's talking about is the church my family went to. Mm-hmm. So was I there? What do you mean? Was I at the services that you were playing an angel at? Oh, I'm sure. Right. But when we first got together, like, we never spent Christmas Eve together. No, but I'm saying we were in, like, the same room. Yeah. But Are we still doing that as a teen? Well, I was, but when we got together, we weren't in the same room because my family split up. My parents were getting divorced. Oh, yeah. So there was no more. No, and I was just with my dad. So there wasn't us like around you were, you were with your family doing your thing. And I was like chilling with my dad. Right. So, um, but that was like frustrating and hard. Like it did. It took a lot of the like fun firsts for us of like the first Christmas together, like things that couples celebrated were completely robbed from us because we weren't allowed we never to be got, together. We, for the, I know for a hundred percent fact, the first three years that we were together, we never did Christmas Eve or Christmas morning together. Right. For the first, I'm, I'm positive three years, if not more. Right. And then it was like, okay, well, I guess they can come. And then it was like, this is Kirsten's friend, Ash. Like my family didn't really do a lot. No, but like we did have to go to all the different houses. Then we go to my mom's and we go to my dad's and it was like, like literally we spent more time on the road than we did with family during the holidays. So when we decided to have kids, we kind of were like, we're not doing that anymore. We did it for a while. We did it for a while. But then I think that we just hit a point where it was like, you know, this is, I think there was being grown, like raised in the church, the day of Christmas was so ingrained in us that like, this is the day you celebrate Christmas Mm -hmm. that like, we felt like we had to fit everybody in on that day. Whereas now I feel like we celebrate the the holidays, right. With people all month because we don't have time to celebrate it. On one day. Like, and also that one day can be reserved for, like, our family. Well, exactly. And I think that we got to a point where we're like, no, we're going to, we're going to wake up and do Christmas with the kids. Like, we're going to let the kids come down the stairs and, like, right. see what's here. And I, I also think that it doesn't have to be, like, completely shoved down their throat that, like, Today's not about family. It's not about this. It's about Jesus. It's about, you know, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it takes a, like it, it took away so much of just the enjoyment of like, just having a day off that we got to be off of work and be it together as a family and not really have a ton of plans and like, just enjoy each other and be thankful and take a moment to like breathe it in. Right. You know? Which is crazy because like most parents, like their biggest, like, concern is that their kids are going to forget why Christmas is celebrated because they're so excited for gifts. But I feel like that's really not how kids think. I mean, I know our kids don't think that way. And like, 
I think that, like, I just hated, like, going to all the, like, we had a Christmas Eve service that we had to go to, and then it was like, okay, open presents, and, like, um, do our, I don't know, and, like, I, like, I remember, too, being, like, well, you know, sitting down, like, I know our parents, like, definitely tried to, you know, make our Christmas wishes come true, and, like, all that stuff, like, I don't, that is one thing that, like, I think that our parents, that my parents tried really hard to do with, what they had to give and, like, the funds and, like, finances yeah. that they had to do with that. Like, I totally, like, I will give them that. Yeah. But there were many times where my dad wasn't home on Christmas morning and that sucked, like, having to, like, we would either, ce- we would, like, usually celebrate, like, on a different day or whatever with him. But, like, I feel bad that my dad didn't get that, you know? But, like, I also just, like, hated being, like, okay, like we have to do all these Christmas shows and now like it's Christmas Eve service. We have to go do the candlelight. And it just, it got so exhausting that like I started losing my like love for holidays anymore. And as I became an adult and then being a parent, like all I want to do is let my kids like have that spirit. And like, well, it's also hard when you have like strained relationships as adults with like parents or siblings or family because the holidays is like this, I don't know, I feel like there's a underlying, like, expectation that no matter what, like, family just spends time together on the holidays. And, like, I don't, I think that the biggest thing that we've, like, recognized is, like, not everybody gets access to your family. And also not everybody just has that place. Like, you have to earn it. And, like, I think that, you know, it's hard because when you are dividing your time up on the holidays, like, you have to really think about, like, who you're giving your energy to and who you're giving your time to. And I want to give it to everybody that wants to be involved. But, like, the thing about it, though, too, is that, like, you can't just want to be involved on Christmas. You can't right. just want to be involved on, the, like, it's just hard for me. And especially when there's people that, like, just skip birthdays and they skip important milestones or celebrations and, like... Or the, like, small stuff that, like, are the... Little but big celebrations, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's definitely hard. And I think, like, the holidays can be super stressful because you're put in situations with family that, like, I don't know, you're not normally put in. And so it's difficult to navigate, like, how to... When you never know what conversations are going to come up. And Oh, geez. Like, I love Kirsten's family because it's so much fun because her, There's... like, her, fa- her family... You're... <laughs> Your aunt is so much fun during the holidays. I freaking love hanging out with her. And, you know, I think it's just, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it just, it gives me, like, more of that, like, it's going to be exciting. We're going to see what aunt's going to do this time. Like, you know, like. Right. Which is fun. Like, and I always just have, like, such but, good like, conversations. But, like, at the end of the day, like, like, my family has their drama, like every other family. But, like, it's not detrimental drama. It's, like, more, like, spill the tea. Oh, the tea is hot this year. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, some family drama is, like, deep-rooted. And, like, it's not even drama at that point. It's, like, you know. I mean, like, if we were just to compare our two families. Just our two families. Right. Okay? Your family gets together and celebrates every single person's birthday. Mm -hmm. And they get together and do a dinner. We try to make a point. Like, it, yeah. Like, like, there's always a dinner planned, like, whether or not you can make it or whatever, but, like, there's always an invitation and there's always a place and a time. Yeah. Whether somebody's hosting it or we're meeting at a restaurant. Right. Also, <laughs> your grandparents are separated and are both remarried, uh-huh. and I don't have enough fingers and toes to count how many events I have been at that they have... Both couples have been there. Oh, my grandparents Sat at the same still table, talk... share conversations... Yeah. Like, break bread together, so to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, my family, 100 million percent does not do that. Oh, no. At all. Like, divorce is, like, the line in the sand. Yeah. Like, they, like, I remember one year being, like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was, like, I literally just want a dinner with my family. Oh, back. I remember this. Like, I just want a dinner where my family can be there for me. All my family. Like, my I was feeling so alone. I was, like, struggling so hard. With the family situation and, like, from divorce and from being kicked out from being gay and just the complete abandonment that, like, literally all I wanted for my birthday was to go to dinner and just have the people that I love be there and show up for me. And it be about you and not the drama. 
I think that's the thing is that like my family has, I think, realized that, I don't know, that at the end of the day, it's not about that. Like their drama is resolved. They're divorced and they might not have like come to a complete like forgiveness and resolution, but like you still hold a responsibility and a place and a place as a grandparent or as a parent to support your kids and your grandkids and be there regardless of what kind of awkward situation that puts you in because it's not their fault. Right. It's not your fault that your grandparents or parents are divorced. Right. So it's not fair that you get a consequence for that. No. And in my family, it 100% is a consequence. Yeah. Like, Ashley got so much flack for even asking. Like, people were like... How dare you? Yeah. Like, offended. Yep. That you would even think that it would be acceptable to ask to have both sets of your grandparents in the same room for your birthday. Grandparents? Parents? Yeah. Like... We had a dedication for one of our kids, and there still were certain people that would not come. Yep. Because they just can't. Yeah. And it's sad. I think that that, like, really, I don't know. I feel like life is too short, and at the end of the day, I can't entirely relate because we have an amazing relationship, and I don't foresee anything like that happening to us in the future ever, but... I know from what kind of parents we are that, like, we would make it work for our kids and for our grandkids to be supportive in that way because you don't get that time back. And I think there's something that's so... So I had a friend that asked me this last week. We go to lunch, and she asked me, she goes, I listen to your podcast, and I'm, like, we've recently, like, rekindled, and she's like, I'm recently, like, like I'm listening to all these things you've gone through in your life and you've had like all these hardships and like messed up stuff that's happened. But but then I listened to you explain to me like parenting your kids and like how you guys handle situations and stuff. And she asked me the question, she goes, how do you know how to be such a good parent when you didn't have a good example growing up with it from what you've like shared with me and from what like you've shared on your podcast. And the answer came to me like so quick and it was because like I felt like I grew up being taught what I didn't want to be as a parent. Right. And that doesn't mean that my parents just completely failed. Right. Like it doesn't mean that like you take bits and pieces out and this is similar to like holiday traditions. I don't feel like for our family, we don't take every tradition that we did as kids and put it on our kids as like a family tradition. We just yeah. don't. It just, and I think that that you was get just to something that made pick. me think. Like, it just made me think, like, how do, like, you and I do a lot of research on things. We also spend a lot of time in the regards of, like, being open. And we have had a lot of times where people have been, like, we've had to explain, like, no, our, we have an open door for our family. Right. Like, no, our door's open. Like, we had that huge fight blowout stuff that happened when my little brother got married. And I was, like, backed into a corner via phone calls on letting my sister come and stay with us. Mind you, I was fucking in my 30s and owned my own house and had three children. Right. Two children. Like... You know, at the time. So, for me, it was like, how dare you tell me who I can and cannot allow into my household and what type of actions and acceptance and love that I need to provide to them like they're outside like and I think that was a huge line that was drawn on the sand for me and that was a time where you and I were like we've always said we have an open like arms for our family or our siblings but like we will make it a point that like we're not going to make people feel the way we have felt right we are not going to make people feel unwanted unwelcome like you know, we did Friendsgivings for a while, too. Yeah. When the family stuff was really hard. And then we spent a ton of them apart mm-hmm. trying to make our families happy. And we got to a point where we are just like, this isn't what holidays are about. No. Like... And I think that now we're at a spot where we're doing something completely different for Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. And it's... Our kids are super excited about it. We're super excited about it. It's probably not all going to go, like, you know perfect or anything like that i'm sure there's gonna be some hardships however like i'm so fucking looking forward to just like 
this new thing, this mm-hmm. new adventure, you know? And I think that that's something for us that like, we like sharing that with our kids and like you grew up with a lot of adventure. I yeah. didn't at all. Mine was very in a box controlled and you grew up with an adventure. And I think that's why so much of like you and I are such a good yin to the yang because like I help keep you grounded right? and you help me like say it's okay to put your head in the clouds sometimes, Ash. Right. You know? And I feel like because we do so good at like communication and co-parenting and things like that, like I do think that like we have found a way to continue communication that our parenting like... comes easier at times. I don't want to say it comes easy, but I think that it comes easier at times because we're like, well, like, I think it comes easier at the forefront because we do the work on the backside. Like we have the hard conversations. We stay up late as moms and we sit and talk about the day. We sit and like dissect the actions, the events that happen to see like, what could I have done better? Like what Like, our three-year-old is going through a really hard time right now, and we sat down and thought, like, through everything, like, what could be going on? Because, you know, I think it's important that, like, we reflect on the fact that we are not perfect, nor our kids are not perfect, but we can definitely always try to do better in the sense of, I lost my patience today, and I wish that I would have handled it this way. And just verbalizing those things are important, like... You know, there's power in words. There's power in writing. There's power in listening. Yeah. And I think... But we've spent so much time in just, like, reading books. I haven't. And... Where have you been reading books? I You've listened to the Audible stuff that I've given you. Like, you have to I listen like to this. You have to do this. It's, I feel like it's listening. You're still obtaining the knowledge. Okay. Okay. But, you know, it's like... Like, I can do... What was it? Untamed? Like yeah. Glennon Doyle. It's a good book. That book, like, changed so much of my perspective. And it helped me truly change, like, my outlook on positivity. And that it's a choice. Like, I consistently have people be like, oh, hey, how are you today? And I'm like, I'm amazing. And they're like, amazing. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, it's a choice. Right. And then, like, I had somebody today to be like, you know, like, it is a choice. Mm-hmm. And I like that that's the choice that you're choosing. Like, I'm going to do that more often. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, I also have a coworker that you'll be like, hey, good morning. How are you? And he's like, mostly terrible. <laughs> awesome. And, and you gotta, you're like, oh, okay. Wait, are you okay? Like, and he's like, no, really, I'm good. But made you think or whatever. You right. know, he, he likes to like stop people in their, in their tracks to like, cause we do, we just like go through life so much. In well, it's very easy to fall into control. that like negative mindset or the like, I don't know. Yeah. Cruise control. You become complacent. And I mean, I make a list for myself every day on this little pad of paper that we have of things that I want to accomplish. And I write it down because I truly do believe that there's like power in putting pen to paper and like, you're more likely to get something done if you write it down tangibly. And I don't know. I just think that like, there have been books like untamed that have taught me a lot about I feel like you could read that book five times and still take away on the I've read it time. twice now, and I still, I'm already like, okay, I'm going to finish this book that I'm reading now, and I'm going to go back to Untamed. Right. And there's, there's just, just so a lot to take much, away. There's so many layers. Mm-hmm. There's so many layers. And I, like, I am so thankful that Glennon, like, sat down and put pen to paper. Right. And, like, put her thoughts down and shared her experiences with things, because truly, like... It's eye-opening. Through my journey and working on me, like, it's been two years now. Like, it has been two years since I got to a point and realized, like, maybe this is, like, room for me to start working on myself. And I've gotten better and better and better and better and better mm-hmm. at doing that. And, like, I've had coaches. I've read books. I've meditated. I've, you know, worked out. I've done medical stuff. I mean, it's been a huge journey. But, like, there are there are clues and hints and help along the way and finding it in books too. Like I'm, I'm reading, what's that book called again? What's Hillary Burton's book called again? You're reading it right now. I know. I know. Is it urban diaries? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, it's Hillary Burton's 
first book that she wrote, and I'm on Grimoire Girl now, which is, like, her most recent one, and I just, like, the way she thinks about things, like, she had a spot where it was, like, oh, like, you know, you give people nicknames because it's, like, a, a form of, like, affection, and she was, like, so people name their cars, and we name our houses, mm-hmm. and I was, like, oh, my God, Kirst, like, our house is, like, our dream house. We've worked so hard to get here. Like, we need to come up with a name for our house. We do. You know, and, like, like, I share this stuff with you, though. Right. And you're like, oh, my God. <gasps> yes, I agree with that. Okay, let's 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 do that. Let's do that. You know, and, well, like... we've been, like, pretty... I don't know. We used to do vision boards. Like, I remember that, like, that was something that we did. And one year, we did a vision board. I want to find it. I think I have it. And I might post it because everything on that board came true that year. And, like, manifesting is a real thing. Yes. Kirst got really big into the secret. Mm-hmm. And... I do think that, like, if you have a positive mindset with things, you know, and, like, some of what we share on here is super heavy. Right. And part of this ha- this journey and sharing this podcast is also triggering. Mm-hmm. And so, like, sometimes we, like, have a couple episodes that are hard. Sometimes we have, like, some silly things that are in there. Like, we always try to kind of be, like... Yeah, we don't want you guys to, like, always be like, oh, I'm such a downer. No, you know, but, <laughs> but like, I think we talk about real stuff, though, like, things that some people are afraid to talk about, or, like, it's also reflective for us. Like, I get done with the podcast, and I reflect on, like, what I said, because sometimes you say things, and you don't realize, like, that's sitting back in your conscience, that, like, that was on your heart. Well, I said something a couple of times ago that I felt like I, when I was growing up, that, like, I was a waste of, like, space mm-hmm. growing up. And I haven't said that any other time. And I, like, really reflected on that. And that was really something for me that I was like, huh. Like, I would just, my insides would just turn if my kids ever, if I ever made my kids feel that way. Right. You know? And, like, I can see how it happens. I don't think that my parents meant to do that. Right. Like, but I, and I can see how stress and having a child in your space 24-7 can get you to a point of being like, I just need some time. Like, go to your room. Go do something. Go. You know? Like, that's not something that... I I feel like every parent has gotten to that point at some point in time. Yeah, I mean, like... It's in small spurts, though, right? Like... Yeah, but, like, like, 10 or 15 minutes of quiet usually can, like, reset you back to, like, okay, like, you can be back in my skin. Right. And, And they do. And they will. But it is something for me that, like... I, I can, being a parent now and being in the space that we're at now, like I can have better empathy for my parents. You do. And understanding. And this is hard. Parenting and is you don't the have thing. a good guidebook that keeps you on track in the regards of like, like you have to choose every day, every hour, every minute. Well, and you also don't know like what flavor of kid you're going to get because we have three very different children. We have three very different children. And you think you figure out one, and then the other one has something else, and then yada, yada, yada. And it's just not, like, the second that, like, we were talking about this, I think, last episode, like, the second you feel like you get a parenting win, like, the universe is pretty good about, like, giving you a swift kick in the ass to remind you of, like, this is hard. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, I, like, caught that email in time and got cookies to the class for their party winning, and then you find out you miss parent-teacher conferences. Like, yeah. You know, right. I've actually never missed parent-teacher conferences, but I've been very close. Remember that one time? <laughs> you know, I think, and I think that that's, like, the thing, too, is that, like, you and I try so hard to circle back and communicate, mm-hmm. you know, and... It all kind of comes back to communication. I think everything comes back to communication. I think that's, like, the biggest thing that I'm learning is communication is so huge, and, like, I'm very receptive to the communication that I have with people. Like I am totally an overthinker. And when I get a text message or a response from somebody that's like not what I anticipated, like I'll overthink it and be like, Oh, they must be irritated or when it like consumes you. Yeah. And then that's what you were like. That's what we were like praising our oldest about is that she doesn't do that. No, it doesn't consume her. Like she can be like, I had a bad day with a friend today, but you know what? If that's how it's going to go, then that's how it's going to go. And, like, that's their problem, not mine. She is already so good at managing her internal-external conflict. I'm so proud of her. And I just hope that, like, continues. And, like, I think it's also good as a parent to, like, recognize your success. And, like, it's okay to give yourself a pat on the back and be right. like, 
we did a good job. Like today felt like a good day. It's also okay to admit that you have a shitty day as a parent because there are those days. There are those days that you feel like you could have had a hundred times more patience for your kids, but just didn't. Or well, I felt bad. Our oldest called me at work the other day. You were taking a nap Mm -hmm. and she called me at work and she didn't call me at work. She called me on my cell phone, but I was at work and she was like, mom, like I'm just really struggling because I'm scared. They taught us something in history class and they used like a zombie apocalypse as an example to teach it to them trying to make it fun. But our oldest is sensitive and it scared her. And, she and there was she like, is like alone. She, she was like, mom, alone. I just want to take a nap, but I can't fall asleep. And that night she had slept on our floor because she came and she was like, mom, I had a terrible dream. Yeah. And like, she called me. She was like, mom, like how can like help me get through this? And she needed me in that moment. And I was by myself at work doing lunches and I had the phones ringing. I had people coming up. I had my earbud in my ear and I'm like, okay, honey, like I'm trying to work through it with her. I was like, okay, what year is it? Okay. It's been that many years and we've never had a zombie apocalypse. Like it's not going to happen. Like it's okay. Like I'm trying to like bring her back to like the reality of like things of it and like bringing her feet back down, like grounding her a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she's, she follows after you a lot in the regards of like, she's so free spirited and she's so trusting and she's like, she's okay with living in the clouds. Right. But she, she was like, um, she goes, I was like, baby, you got to hold on for a minute. And she was like, okay. So she held on. And then like at a cust- another customer walked up and I was like, I, you know, I have to keep helping these guests. And she hung up the phone and then she texted me and she's like, you seem busy. Like, we'll just talk later. And it just broke my heart because it's like, Never too busy. I'm never too busy for you. Right. And it takes me back to that whole, like, we spend all of our prime working. Right. And we spend all of the prime time raising our children. Working. Working. And I just, I fucking hate that concept. Because if I leave work tomorrow or the next day, it's, they're going to fill that spot. Like, time, like, the job must go on. Yeah, well, the... It will. Like, I am not the missing piece for, for any place. No, Nobody is. The None of you are. Peace in this None family. of you are. Exactly. But when it comes to your family... Well, it's just like that saying that, like, no one at work will remember that you stayed late, but your kids absolutely will. Yeah. And they do. And they do. And, like... And you don't get I that time that back. we've tried so hard to, like, balance and, like, you know... I feel bad. I was sleeping because I had worked the night shift before. Well, and, like... I... I... I <laughs> text her back and was like, I'm almost on lunch. Can I call you on my lunch? I want to talk to you more. I like, I, I want to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Right. Like, let me, let me get on my lunch break. Let me clock and, out. But I and she did. And I like, called and talked to her. They're just and so like, understanding too. Like, I think that are. is like, they genuinely are like, no, like, you know, they let me take a nap. And like, I think we're in a big adjustment period right now with like me being nights yeah. and the kids, you know, I want the kids to be home with me as much as possible. And, you know, it's been Thanksgiving break and they want to, but then it's, I feel guilty because, you know, really in reality, how many, you know, most people sleep like what, five to seven hours a night. I'm not getting a five to seven hour sleep period during the day. No. And then and if the kids are at home, you usually only take like a normal, like hour and a half tops. Well, and I have the door nap. open. I have, I'm not like just closing myself off to them. You have the, my phone's on. our youngest in the bed yeah, with I you. Have, like, yeah. Like we're just. Fortunately, our kids are amazing at taking naps. <laughs> They're right. like, yeah, I want to snuggle and take a nap, mom. So like. Or usually it's just the cleaniest family. thing ever. So yeah. it actually like pans out. I just have to make sure she has like snacks and her water bottle. But our oldest also can take a nap at any point in time with you. Like, yeah. She's like, and our middle is just so like easy. I could tell him, you know, go play a hour on his phone and he would be like in heaven. And then also I know that he's not going to like move from that spot. So it's like, you know, we have a, well, a pretty good setup, but it is where, hard. Like, you know, they're more independent right now that like, obviously there needs to be an adult in the house with them. Right. At all times we don't leave them alone, but it, you know, it is one of those things that like, they are self-sufficient they are in the becoming regard of like, you know, more you and can more. go and take a nap and they're okay. Right. But, um, but I think like we're in this balancing act and like, I think I know that I eventually want to get us to a point where we're not having to work full time jobs just to yeah. pay the bills, you know, because this day and age, there's a lot out there mm-hmm. for people to make money, you know, not having to go to the nine to five and, right. 
as like a new nurse, like there's a lot of opportunities and like I have a passion for, you know, a certain population of patients that I could easily find a way to like make my career like what I need and want it to be for our family. So I think that like being open and like all like believing it too, that like your family could be that family because I think a lot of the time we see these people on Instagram and I don't know how many of these people are real, but like we know people in real life that like don't go to a nine to five job and they support their family and it's possible hard because social media people usually share just all the good right and the magical right and it is really hard to find people that are true and real right and that can share the good and can share the hard i follow somebody on instagram and i followed them for a very long time um they kind of started with like fitness and then work their way up into like product and all of these things. And I like that she is real on her. She's a social media, what's it called? Like influencer. influencer. But she also shares the bad stuff, like shares the hardship, shares that like, yes, they are successful, but at a cost, like, it's not like just because you get to stay home, like everything's hunky dory and everything's great. Like there's a pro and a con to everything. Well, and her content has been so consistent mm-hmm. as she's, like, gotten to her place of success, too. Right. I think the biggest thing, though, is, like, believing that you can because that's where it all starts. Right. Like, I, there was a day when I looked at, like, the application for nursing school and it's daunting. Like, that list of classes, the list of stuff, I mean, in reality, most people are like, no. And now you're like two and a half weeks away from your graduation. Right. Like, and it is absolutely insane that it's real. Right. You know, like I've worked hard enough and I probably wouldn't do it again if I had to, but like, (laughs) I do. I think that like, encouragement. it's, it's hard. It is really hard. And, but you have to have some faith in yourself and at least believe like you can put one foot in front of the other because when you try to take the world on full, you know, it's too much. You have to break it up. So like small steps, but always moving in the right direction. And I think that's kind of how we approach parenting. Yeah. Like we can't graduate our kids from high school tomorrow, but we can take small steps every day to ensure that like we're evaluating like, our parenting, but also, like, keeping a good pulse on our kids. Like, I think that is the biggest thing that, like, I want as our kids get older is just having a pulse on them that I can look at them across the room and know, like, something isn't right. Well, you've always had that. I know, but, like... It's continuing that and continuing that way of open communication with them. And, like, as they get older, they become more independent. And, like, there is walls that get built up. Mm -hmm. And... That scares the hell out of me. I don't want our kids to ever build walls up against us. Like, I don't want well, you there can to see be them shut down. any topic or conversations. And it is so easy as a parent, especially when you're fed up with something that's going on, to be like, that's it. That's enough. No. Right. Done. But I think that a lot of that has to do with what we talked about is you don't let your storm get your kids wet. Because half of the time mm-hmm. when you have thin patients and you're fed up, it's not really your kids. It's no. something else is like made you get to that point that fast. Yep. And it is so hard to do. It honestly is. And I think... I, I mean, I can think of, like, at least two times just within the last week or two that I've had short patience with the kids, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just one of those things where it's like, but, but I... Sorry doesn't make it better, but I do not let... I I try so hard to not ever let our kids feel like... I am superior to them. Right. Or that they can't say, mom, like you hurt my feelings or that we they admit can't say, hey, to the like, fact that like we messed up. Can we? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think being that, humble yes. and, and, and admitting that parenting is without hard. gaslighting because right. that's also something that like, I know we both have dealt with and I think it's more harm than good. Like, I don't yeah. need you to tell me you're sorry because blah, blah, blah. Like just, I'm sorry, and next time, like, I really want to try to do better, but, like, can you tell me, like, can we talk about it? Yeah, can we but talk about it? But also not forcing them to feel... talk about it. Right. Asking them, like, hey, like, are you okay with talking to me right now? Right, because sometimes they're capped out. Like, kids get overwhelmed and overstimulated just like we do. They just don't know always how to regulate themselves. Neither do yeah. we. I mean, look at adults, <laughs> honestly. Like, we 
I'm, I think that's something I'm learning through my sobriety and through, because my self-regulation was, I'll just have a couple of white claws and maybe I'll feel better. Yeah. And now it's, if I don't take a Peloton ride every day, which I'm four days behind right now, so I'm probably boiling. Just kidding. I'm feeling pretty good. Look out, y'all. But recognizing those triggers within yourself so you can address those to be the best for others. And I think trying to teach our kids that too, like having, you know, a pulse on your emotions and having a idea of like what may be underlying stressing you out because I think we do let a lot of our cups overflow with stress too into other people's cups and so compartmentalizing it is important I'm trying really hard to like take a step back and listen more right not respond right away and not react not react and yeah yeah but um I mean I can think of a time this week that I had a hard time with our son and it had built up because it'd been same conversation, same topic three, We were at like number three or two within the same day. And for me repeating myself and talking about the same thing or saying, Hey, we don't do this or whatever the situation is. Like when I go round in circles, it just rides my last nerve. Yeah, Ash is and, definitely that's something that gets on you faster than it does me, for sure. Yeah, and so, like, I, I like, let him know that, like, I was not happy in the moment and that we need to have a conversation about it. And then we took, like, ten minutes. Yeah. And then I pulled him aside, and I always try to get, like, down lower, like, to, like, be on his level because I want it to be him communicating and talking with me. But then I asked, like, before I even started talking with him and he came and like stood in front of me and like, we like met in the kitchen together and we were like standing in front of each other there. Like I just asked him, I was like, can I, can I hug you? And he's just like his little chin quivered and he was, and he just like shook his little head. Yes. And I just hugged him and we probably hugged for two minutes before we even said one word or started addressing the situation. Right. And it just allowed us both to connect and create that safe comfort zone. And I think it opened us both up to listening. Yeah. And I think it allowed us like both to bit share of a, like, our emotions too. too. Yeah. Like you know, a ground, a grounding. And I, re- I remind them like, and this have, I mean, I have to do this with our youngest right now. She's going through like this horrible, like fit stage and she can't reset. And like, I have to just sit in front of her while she's throwing this fit and just like, have my arms open and wait for her to like crawl in my arms. And I just don't say anything. Right. And I just like let her know that I'm there. And I, what I want them to know from, from this. And my hope is that I'm showing them that like nothing you do changes my love for you. Right. My love for you grows every single day. And there's no amount of wrong decisions that you're going to do to change that. Right. And so if I can just at least reiterate that to them in a moment, even sometimes with silence or just like holding them or, Hugging them and just being in their space without being too much or too disciplinarian. Like, I've gotten better conversations. I've had better outcomes with them. Yeah. You know? So, but I don't know. I just, I think the holidays create so much more stress. And I think that the holidays can be something so amazing and so, like, enjoyable. But it's like, don't lose track of, like, what your rest of your 364 goals are right I feel like as you know just as parents like don't let the stress of the holidays you know rain on your kids because it's hard the holidays are a lot you know financially emotionally physically but I hope that like us just talking about like the reality of like our holidays like I mean the way it kind of sounds like our holidays aren't super duper special but like the time we get with our kids and family is special well, and our holidays have gotten so much better as yeah. we've, like, set these healthy boundaries and, like, realized, like, what does a holiday mean to us? What does it mean to our family? And how are we going to invest that time? Right. And not being, like, also stuck in our ways. Like, it has to be this way. No. Like, I think flexibility has been something that, like, really has helped us. It really is. It, it, it does. And I think that it's, I think it just takes time. Yeah. So I think that like the more that we continue to get more holidays in our belts with the growth that we've had right. in the last two years, I think that it's a lot has changed, Yeah. but I think that we've realized the good that's changed. And, and honestly, like, 
I think you and I can look back and everything that we've been through, the upbringing before we met, how we grew up, like where we're at now, like there's so much that I have taken away from that and learned that like, I, I don't, I, th- I still think everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. You know? And I still think that like we have these life lessons and experiences so that when we're moving forward and we're continuing down our path and we're creating our future and we're living our dreams, you know, and sometimes a dream is like graduating nursing school. And sometimes a dream is just like working your nine to five. Right. I mean, (laughs) you know, and like, you don't have to make it be something huge. Like sometimes it's just, can I get through the list that I wrote down that I'm going to get done today? Right. You know, can I make it to nap time? Right. You know, and I think each day is different. Yeah. And some I've... days you wake up feeling like you can take on the world. And then other days it's like, if I just get out of bed and like, I don't know, that's enough for today. You know, right. I think we've all been in those positions and how often are we like, I showered today. Like, Oh, you look very nice. Oh, did I you that cut every hair? time I go see no, my family, my mom's always <laughs> like, did you get your hair done? And I'm like, Oh no, I just washed it. Yeah. Like I'm legit. That's what happened because you know, it's, it's rough life, but I don't know. I think I'm excited for the holidays this year. Me I think too. we're going to have a lot of fun. I think we're going to have a change of pace. Um, this is our first also sober holiday. It is. Like last, uh, when we did our six month stint, it did not go into the holidays. No, we did our, so we did our six month curious. Mm-hmm. That started in sober August. Curious. Six mo- oh, wait, it did go through the holiday. Sober curious. It did, because it went from August to March. Oh, mm-hmm. you're right, it did. Or February. So we did. This is our second. I I just, like, I don't know. I, I feel so much more connected to, like, Everything. my body, my thoughts, my feels, that I just feel like it allows me to take in more. Like, I have more space, like, yeah, to feel more feels and... and soak up more interactions and things like that. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, no matter what, but it is, it is. So I, I'm so looking forward to the holidays and we, we's going to do it again this year, babe. Yep. We're coming back, come back for you guys. We're going to do another round of 12 days of Christmas with Ash and Kirst. Heck yeah. We are going to do 12 short stories. Um, we also want to open it up now that we have like quite a few listeners this year and it's a little bit less new. If you guys have questions, we could also do a couple of Q&A episodes in those. Yeah. And we're going to make them short stories so that way you guys are out and about hustling and bustling, you know, in your ho- Hobby Lobby or whatever. Here's the thing. We see all of you guys looking at our post. We see uh-huh, we can who's see. listening. We, we can see. We see all this. So, so when we put Q&As up on there, like some of you have known us for years and years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Give us your questions. If you know stories of, that have happened with us, drop it in there that you want us to put on the podcast. Right. Like everybody, this is what goes wrong at an emergency scene. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls 911. Everybody wants to help, but nobody calls 911, okay? This is what happens when people put up Q&As. Everybody Everyone else thinks, thinks. Everybody thinks somebody else answered or asked a question. And all of y'all are sitting at home being like, I wonder what questions were asked. Right. Well, we're going to let you know because we will do them in our 12 days of Christmas. We'll do some short stories for you and Q&A answering. Um, you know, make them short and sweet. So that way, if you're hustling and busting in and out of the car, you just listen Boom. real Bam. quick. Yeah. And go to our Instagram page, like us on our Instagram page. It's at the Ashen Kirst. Mm-hmm. That's where we put up our Q and A's. Um, but yeah, no, holler at us. Let us know. There's also a spot where you're listening at, especially in Spotify too. I'm, I don't know where it's at in Apple podcast, but in Spotify, there's like a spot that you can react to this episode. You can put oh, them yeah. in there too. Yeah. Um, we've gotten a, a couple of people that have reached out to us there, um, that we've hit back. So, um, but yeah, and I mean, we... make them fun. You can make them fun, make them inappropriate. I mean, we'll gauge what we're going to answer, but we've kind of been the don't ask if you don't want to know the answer kind of people. So we're pretty honest. Yeah. Yeah. So don't ask a question you're not ready for the answer for, or maybe push yourself and ask us those questions. Right. You know, but we, we want it to be more fun and interactive for y'all, especially going into the new year. So let's, let's make sure we hit those back. So I'll make sure I post a couple of days worth of Q and A's and we are going to start the 12 days with Ash and Kirst. December 1st is, I guess we're so. going to do the first one. You're we really ambitious. 
Well, we usually, well, it's so hard in the, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to okay. do we're it. Gonna it's do happening. It. We're doing it. Okay. December 1st, the first one will drop. Okay. Um, thanks for being here, guys. Thanks yeah, for continuing to be here. Guys. Thank you for sharing this with other friends and coworkers. Like, um, it, it means a lot and we're seeing it and it's, this podcast has grown so much and we just are so thankful and just overwhelmed with the amount of people who have listened and who have written in and like reached out to us because it is truly like, I I wasn't expecting like gratification. I wasn't expecting it to be, but like a few, right? you know, and you guys have been fantastically amazing in the support and, and, uh, letting us know that you're there. So right. that's why we keep coming back. Yep. <laughs> we like you guys, guys, happy. What is it? Wow. Happy, not Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving tomorrow. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day. Enjoy your pecan pies. Pecan. <laughs> Don't see you do that to me. Ugh. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Check us out at the Ash and Kears. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.